Welcome to Parents' Rights Now, a production of Parents' Rights in Education, hosted by Suzanne Gallagher. We are committed to valuing students, empowering parents, and supporting communities to secure great educations for public school children in America. PRE welcomes all students, families, and community members who care about scholastic success for K-12 public school students. Our membership is diverse and inclusive. Visit our website, parentsrightsined.org, and like us on Facebook. Our chapters include Arizona, Alaska, Colorado, Idaho, Illinois, Montana, Ohio, Oregon, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin. Join us by filling out the form on our website titled, Join Us. You will find information regarding issues and information about local and state chapters. Hey, everybody, it's great to be with you again. It is Tuesday, the 5th of April. Last weekend, on the 1st and 2nd, I and several of our members, actually quite a few, attended the Reawaken America Tour in Salem, Oregon. Now, we ran into folks from Arizona, Idaho, this, of course, the state of Washington, in addition to Oregonians. Fantastic. Had a great time. We were fortunate enough to secure a table to set up all of our uh, oh, our T-shirts and our caps and, of course, brochures and information about our organization so that we could talk with attendees at this incredible, inspiring event put on by Clay Clark and his huge team. We were fortunate enough to be able to hear, for example... Eric Trump. Now, that was really impressive. President Donald Trump himself has never been to Oregon. It just seems like people have written us off, but that is beginning to change. And we are pumped. We are motivated and we are ready to take on these upcoming elections, and especially the primary that's coming up in May. We are endorsing candidates, a lot of candidates in the state of Oregon, and in particular, a fantastic candidate for governor, Mark Thielman. I know I've talked about him, but this is a huge, huge deal so important. So we talked to a lot of people who came to our table. Many of them um, have uh, learned about us, heard about us. They use our website, but they've joined other small groups um, that are not affiliated with Parents' Rights in Education officially. So they were asking us about that and, you know, what what we could do to help them. And I said, well, you know, you guys, you've got to join us. And they're not going to be plugged in unless they actually form a chapter. And it's all about communication. If we are communicating with you on a regular basis, we can help you with resources. We have a lot of resources on our website, on our Facebook page. We are constantly updating um, in, and informing parents and citizens about what's going on. But again, if you're not plugged in, you're just, you're not going to be in the loop. So um, that's the difference. 
That's the difference. It doesn't mean that we control these groups at all or in any way. And I really encourage you to go to our join us page, encourage your friends to go there and check it out. Check out the chapter affiliation program. It's a great opportunity. I also want to explain to you that Parents' Rights in Education is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. That's a big deal. Also, we have been around since 2011. We were established in 2011 as a 501c3, and now we have a political action committee. There is no other group that is named Parents' Rights in Education, even if their name is similar uh, there, there really aren't an official parents' rights in education organization unless they are formally affiliated, signed up as a chapter affiliate of parents' rights in education. So we are the only one. As you know, the last four podcasts, and if you haven't heard them, I encourage you to go back and listen. They're really good. Those last four podcasts covered a big issue. It'll, it'll be an ongoing issue until, until it's stopped. It's got to be stopped. And I'm talking about the recruitment of minor children by school staff to make decisions about changing their sex. The mission of parents' rights in education is to enlighten communities. That means enlightening communities about the issues that are plaguing our public schools today. You can't become passionate and activated to do something about a problem unless you really understand the problem. And that takes some time. Uh, this is it's a huge problem that we've got uh, with parents' rights. Also, once you understand the problem, then we want to empower you with information about what to do. So there is a new uh, resource available that we are placing on our website for learning about your rights. We have several tools on our website, but here's another really great one. It was produced by America First Legal Foundation, and I'm going to go over this. It does feature a federal law that protects all of us. Everybody in this country is protected by this law. And many states have supporting laws that uh, are being ignored by your local school district. This document is called the Protection of Pupil Rights Amendment, a toolkit for parents, fighting woke ideology in public schools, protecting our children, the Protection of Pupil Rights Amendment. Do you know what your children are learning at school? Have your children been asked these questions in school about any of these topics? Their political beliefs or affiliations, their mental or emotional issues or challenges, their sexual behavior or attitudes, whether they have experienced illegal, antisocial, self-incriminating, or demeaning behavior, critical appraisals of people with close family relationships, their relationships with lawyers, physicians, and ministers, their religious beliefs or practices, their family's income level, unless it's asked for program eligibility purposes. Now, all of these bullet points are featured in this law that we're going to tell you about, and that law is available on our website on the tab called Federal Law. But this... Uh, toolkit that I'm sharing with you is a little bit more of a formal presentation. 
But in communities across the United States, schools are indoctrinating our children with toxic ideologies like critical race theory and transgender indoctrination that undermine our nation's most cherished founding principles and traditions. As the Supreme Court has repeatedly said, parents have the ultimate authority over their children's education. This is where our rights come from. Yet, school systems, administrators, and teachers often treat parents with contempt and disdain simply by asking questions about what their children are learning and what values schools are promoting. An increasing number of schools don't care. We agree 100%. But you can fight back. You can find out what your children are being taught in school. You can expose it. You can hold administrators accountable. And you can protect your children and our country from the radical left's coordinated assault on your family and your values. Some states have laws that empower parents to uncover information about the curriculum in their children's schools, and parents should certainly use these laws to learn information. But it is important to recognize that federal law allows parents, one, to review the curriculum used to instruct their children in public schools, Two, prevent schools from asking highly personal questions about students' sex lives, drug usage, and manners of that nature without parental consent. This law, the Protection of Pupil Rights Amendment, Law 20 U.S.C. and 1232 H, is one important but until now, little used tool for holding administrators and teachers accountable. By the way, we've been talking about this law for the last I don't know, 11 years. This law was first passed in 1974 and then expanded several times. The PPRA provides parents with legal rights to review curriculum and in some circumstances to opt out of certain activities at any school that receives federal funding. Parents must be vigilant and must be willing to fight for their children. The PPRA is an important resource in this fight, and used properly, the PPRA empowers parents to make a meaningful difference in their children's futures. It provides parents the right to review curriculum used to teach their child at school. It also provides parents an extensive set of rights to review and opt out of certain surveys and studies that probe into children's lives and attitudes. And Parents' Rights in Education has fought against these kinds of surveys. It is unbelievable what they are asking our children. Importantly, the Department of Education's PPRA regulations require prior parental consent before a child may be subjected to nearly all forms of critical race theory gender, and or social-emotional learning activities currently being carried on in many K-12 public schools across our country. Curriculum. Parents have the right to inspect any instructional material used as part of the education curriculum for the student. The parent who wants to exercise this right must request the material. The school does not have to provide access to the material without being asked first. That's important, you guys. You've got to know this. Take the lead. Parents should determine that schools disclose teacher training material designed to affect or direct student instruction as instructional material 
They don't use textbooks that much anymore now. So you really need to dig and keep asking for more. What films do you show? What outside speakers do you bring in? It's your right to know all of this. Critical race theory, gender indoctrination, and social emotional learning. Under this category, the U.S. Department of Education's regulations require prior written consent from parents or a legal guardian before a child may be subjected to any method of obtaining information, including a group activity that is not directly related to academic instruction and that is designed to elicit information about attitudes, habits, traits, opinions, beliefs, or feelings, or to the planned systemic use of methods or techniques that are not directly related to academic instruction, and that are designed to affect behavioral, emotional, or additional characteristics of an individual or group concerning one of the or more of the following. Political affiliations, mental and psychological problems potentially embarrassing to the student or his or her family, sex behavior and attitudes, illegal, antisocial, self-incriminating and demeaning behavior, critical appraisals of other individuals with whom the student has close family relationships legally recognized privileged and analogous relationships such as those of lawyers, physicians, and ministers, or income other than that required by law to determine eligibility for participation in a program or for receiving financial assistance under a program. Surveys. Without parental consent, schools cannot require students to answer questions about their political beliefs or affiliations, mental problems or challenges, sexual behavior or attitudes, illegal, antisocial, self-incriminating or demeaning behavior, critical appraisals of people with close family relationships, relationships with lawyers, physicians and ministers, religious beliefs or practices, income level unless it's asked simply regarding eligibility to participate in a program. Now, if the school wants to distribute or administer a survey created by an outside entity, not the school, the parent has the right to review the survey first, along with any supplemental materials, including teachers' manuals that come with a survey The parent must request this. The school does not have to provide copies without being asked first. This is really important that you understand. Significantly, this applies to all gender and race-related materials. Certain school districts have retained survey and data mining companies. And they do so with taxpayer funds. These companies sell race-focused student and teacher surveys, data management tools, and training on systemic racism and oppression, white supremacy, implicit bias, gender issues, and intersectionality, 
often under the rubric of social emotional learning. If parents are engaged, speak up and object, then none of this sort of material should be forced on children. When parents are disengaged and silent, the PPRA and other laws are ineffective. Remember, you have to initiate inquiry. Personal information to be sold. Parents must be notified and given a chance to opt their child out anytime the school is going to collect personal identifying information from their child when that information would then be sold. This includes the child's and the parent's names, home address, phone numbers, and social security numbers, as well as any other identifying information that could be connected to the student. There is an exception if this is for the development of educational products for students or schools. It is not clear whether racial and gender data mining that occurs under the social emotional learning rubric is subject to the PPRA's privacy provisions, but it is an issue parents should raise and explore. Now we're going to get into physical examinations. Parents must be notified and given a chance to opt their child out of any invasive physical examinations that are not emergencies. The law considers an examination invasive if it involves exposure of private body parts or any insertion of an instrument into the body other than hearing, vision, or scoliosis screening. That would cover vaccinations, wouldn't it? So who is covered? Schools. The PPRA applies to any school that receives federal funding. Public schools receive federal funds in the form of various grants and program funds. Some private schools also receive funds, federal funds, if they participate in federal programs. Therefore, it is likely that your child is in a school that receives some form of federal funding. Parents and children. The statute provides rights to the parents so long as the child is under age 18. After the child turns 18, the rights of parents under the statute transfer to the now adult student. What does the school have to do? The school must provide parents with a notification when it wants to ask students about any of the matters listed in the law. Surveys about sensitive personal matters and personal identifying information that would be sold. It must ask and obtain from parents prior written consent for their child to participate in any study that the school is requiring, to participate in any sort of school activity, including a group activity, that is not directly related to academic instruction and that is designed to elicit information about attitudes, habits, traits, and opinions, beliefs, or feelings 
or to participate in any school activity involving the planned systemic use of methods or technologies that are not directly related to academic instruction and that are designed to affect behavioral, emotional, or attitudinal characteristics of an individual or group. If the parents do not consent, then the school is prohibited from requiring a child to participate. The school is also required to come up with a set of standard policies that it will follow to notify parents and obtain consent when needed. The school needs to provide notification to the parents at least once a year. Often the school will provide notice at the beginning of a school year in a perfunctory or highly technical way to meet its legal obligations, but without providing parents with substantive, actionable information. It is no wonder that many parents are unaware of the school's obligations to parents. Again, parental vigilance and engagement are critical. I love the way they're laying this out because it really is incumbent upon parents to take steps to let the school know that you that you know what your rights are. That's what this is all about. This is a fantastic toolkit for providing this America First legal. They're going they go on and they talk about what can parents do under the PPRA. Parents can and should request information directly from their school district. This written inquiry may be as simple as a letter or an email under the protection of Pupil Rights Amendment, that's PPRA 20 USC 1232H, I request the following. You place your name there. Immediate access to all curriculum material, including teacher training materials used in and specify the class. Copies of all surveys and related documents given to my child during the past school year and copies to, of the opt-out notifications you provided to parents asking for information concerning or related to political affiliations or beliefs. And, and it goes on listing all of the things that you're going to ask the school to do. Um, this is included in this document, and I will give you the link to the actual toolkit. And it goes on to say that parents can also demand that the school obtain prior written consent for any activity other than direct academic instruction related to or informed by critical race theory, gender ideology, or social emotional learning principles. If schools do not fulfill their obligations under the PPRA, parents can and should report violations to the U.S. Department of Education using the form provided. And uh, we give you the website. Complaints must be made within 180 days of the date of the violation. In some instances, violations are ongoing, so complaints may be filed based upon the most recent date. Upon learning of a violation, the U.S. Department of Education is charged with investigating and adjudicating violations. The Secretary of Education can terminate a school's federal funding if the school has violated the law and refuses to voluntarily comply. 
Now, if the Department of Education refuses or fails to act, parents have a variety of potential options for their school districts. If their school districts fail to comply or if the U.S. Department of Education refuses or fails to act, these options are illustrative and more than one may be exercised at the same time. They include suing the department, the offending school district, and the individuals involved, filing an administrative petition, asking the department to stop funding the offending school district, asking your congressman or senator to investigate. This is why, you guys, it's important that we elect good people to public office so we have somebody at the top who can um, advocate for us. Your congressman or senator, they can require an investigation. Ask your state representative or your state attorney general to investigate. Engage in direct political action, such as petitions, school board protests, state or local curriculum, and survey transparency laws. And elect new school board members who will follow the law. Contact local media regarding parental efforts for PPRA compliance. Make the PPRA work for you. Parents know their children better than anyone. You are the best and truest advocates for your child's well-being. Our schools certainly provide an essential service in teaching our children, but they should do so in partnership and consultation with parents. Respecting the sanctity of parents in, in indeed to indeed parent. Respecting the sanctity of parents to indeed parent. You do not surrender your rights, responsibilities, and values at the schoolhouse door as they try to make you believe. The Protection of Pupil, Pupil Rights Amendment is a key advocacy tool to support parents as you hold administrators accountable and as you protect your children and your community and your country from a radical agenda contrary to those values you hold dear. Love this. Love this. Thank you so much, America First Legal. This is Parents' Rights. Now. Please check your show notes for links pertinent to this podcast. Oh, and one last thing. It would be so, so great if you could help us out financially as well. You know, we have ongoing expenses every month and we're growing, growing like crazy. And uh, we do give assistance to all of our chapters. They can uh, ask people in their various states to contribute. So you might want to consider that if there is a chapter in your state, uh, you can indicate that you prefer for the money to go directly to the state. And Pre keeps 20% of that and 80% goes to the chapters to help them with their expenses for printing, etc. A lot of them are putting on events and we encourage them to do that. And so this helps them to grow and to take action. And um, anyway, just go to the donate page on our website, parentsrightsined.org. Thanks much.